Can you be consistent, damn it? Oh, I'm on um, I'm on the chair and I don't want to be on the chair. What? 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 How come you're closer? TK gone. It's crazy. There's Can more you... background than foreground. Thank God, because the yeah. foreground is scary <laughs> right now. But the background is just saving the day. Holy, Things are moving. Holy, right? Yeah. Holy. I would say we've got our hands in so many pieces of pie. It's a lot of pie. That, um, you know, the locals are complaining that there's no pie <laughs> left for the rest of them. Hey? I'm getting full. And they're like, man, these guys, you know, they came, they took all the pie, and now there's no pie left for the rest of but we're we're basically saying we're making the pie bigger guys we're making the pie better pie before and so now we've made this giant pie it's like a community pie where everybody actually has as much pie as they'd like to eat yeah you can go to the trough whenever you want you can go until you're full eat until you're until full you're full on that pie absolutely what's the pie in this uh, scenario here sure but it's part of the background noise part i know that the background the, back, the background noise and the pie are related right there's so much noise so much noise but we're getting we have a friend today who hopefully has a better clue than we do good friend i'd say if anybody's got a clue well any everybody's got a better clue than us but if anybody has the right answers it's santo He's definitely got some good answers. He's got the, but he's got the only answers that are actually facts because he doesn't live data. in the future. Urban Toronto Pro is the most powerful business intelligence tool and database for the development industry in the greater Toronto area. Efficiently generate leads and gather real-time market insights on all GTA development projects. Urban Toronto Pro makes it easy to track projects as they move through each development phase, from proposed to complete and see the latest updates on each one, all in real time, all within a few clicks. Our database tracks over 60 different items per project, and each item can be easily searched across single or multiple projects. Learn more about the most powerful source of intelligence on Toronto's development industry. Book a call with one of our product specialists today. No, and he doesn't live in- He doesn't in, live in, in the future. In he lives opinions. in the present and the past, the facts. The facts. This guy's yes. Mr. Facts. There he is. Hey, folks. Hello, hello. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? You have awesome. a new setup since the last time we did the show. Um, he had to rejig it. Didn't you get the email? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it looks good. Looks great. Look, he's got the he's got the lights in the background. So this is a, in the background. That looks I'll, like him just top-notch studio a lot of our real estate friends now are like production houses it's all in-house man it's, it's all, all in-house in production baby the only thing you're not seeing is my son on the other side of the camera we all he's know there. that your we son is the important piece of this puzzle sir okay like, mine is in training no okay mine is in training he's 10 <laughs> he's got two years of youtube content experience He's a, he's at now, ten. He's he already knows more than us when it comes to social media. So he's 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 oh, phenomenal. The sure. videos he makes are hilarious, but like they're just for ten year olds. <laughs> that's great. No, yeah. that's great. This is uh, yeah. This is all in house, and you know it's behind me is where I shoot my regular videos. Yeah, and I'm at my desk right now, which is the other side of the room. 
the other side of the room where the real magic happens, right? Where the real magic happens. What's happening, man? This is the craziest market Uh, I've ever seen in my whole life. And I mean, I'm not that old, but I've seen a bunch of markets. This is fucking bananas. Not only is the market bananas, but the people are going really (laughs) bananas right now. (laughs) People are at war. I am almost afraid sometimes when, when the numbers kind of go opposite what everybody's expecting. I'm almost afraid like, oh no, they're not going to believe me is kind of my attitude, but those are the real numbers. In some pockets, prices are creeping up now. Yep. I had five offers last night on a property, sold conditional, another one this morning. Um, you know, people yeah. think that that's just realtors making stuff up. Yeah. You know, we had a, a property that uh, there was 11 offers on. We ended up, you know, it's it's almost funny that I say that, but we, our, our buyers one. See, I, I struggled even saying that because like, what did you win? You beat out 11 offers. So you overpaid, but, but we didn't. But we all, didn't. but the comment section is going to think you're crazy. Hang right? you alive. I know, but this is the crazy <laughs> thing. I put up a tweet yesterday, all of like all the people I really know in like real life, not in like social media land, like, but the real perma bears, they're all super bullish right now. Like they're all like like looking at this like, oh man, there's deals coming. Like people are ready to pounce like crazy. Yeah, we we Is recently it? bought a property for a client. Uh, there was an offer night. We bought it being the only offer below the list price on offer night. What? Below, Hold on. Below. Yeah. Say that again. You won well, by being under the asking price. And we were the only offer. Oh, oh, okay. Just but because that... they were they were so wrong with their original list price. So, but it most was, people, it wasn't the to... area. Like it was, it was just because was of the East listing York. strategy. It was East Mark. York. What the fuck? And That's East a... York is one of our generally hot the, pocket. Exactly, it's one of the busiest, and and most properties listed have an offer date, and most will sell over asking. Yeah. But. Um, so like this even the guys in the trenches, you guys, like how do you figure this out? You got one house gets no offers. You win going under asking. You got another one with 11 offers and you're like, like I, we overpaid, but we didn't overpay. It's like, what the fuck is going on out there? I, I, I actually had a meeting this week with who I think is one of the most brilliant real estate minds I've ever met. Like perma bear, 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 bear. And they're trying to do an analysis on the market. And they're, I come in the room, they go, we think the market's down about 20%. And I'm like, like, where is it down 20? Because I'm seeing stuff where it's like up a little bit and like sideways a little bit. And some like, what the, how do you guys do this right now? Well, it is down, but you got to take, what are they comparing to? Are they comparing to February? It is down 20%. Are they comparing to last week? Oh, how, how do you actually, say like like this broad number? You're talking right. to the guy who knows Daryl here. This is talking, it. But buddy, uh, uh, across the GTA, almost every place is down since January, February, twenty percent. Yeah. Whoa. But you got so you got to take it in context. Like twenty percent compared to last month. No, July, August, September, generally speaking, has been quite steady. Actually, it hasn't mm-hmm. moved mm-hmm. either way very much. But just the, to kind of do something quickly, Daryl, before we get further into the show, because I know a lot of our listeners and viewers uh, uh, appreciate us. And if they come to us uh, for stats, 
they need to stop that right now and <laughs> and go over to Santo's channel. Okay. I think they figured that out a while ago. Here, okay, is I appreciate that. He is our, he's the leading stats guy. And so just on that note, because when we were talking about to. Um, market and prices and all that kind of stuff, if you want to know, then you just watch Santo's videos every other day, it seems like, uh, and you're going to get that up-to-date information on, on what's actually happening. Not what Twitter says, not what your neighbor says, not what the barbershop says, but what the actual numbers are. And that's what we're talking about right now. Sorry, Santa, and, go ahead. and a good story no, no to start the video off. There's always yeah. a really good, a relevant story, story, right? Yeah. They're well, all real. They're, they're all real sure. for sure. You can they're tell. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, so. it, it was funny, TK, you commented on one and and right away, the comments, like you were in favor of what I was saying. And the comments right under that, the fact that you were a realtor right away discredited everything. <laughs> you everything. It's like, he's a realtor. There's a question mark. And the other one's like, yeah, he's a realtor too. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, you, you can't win. I, I have a here. secret, Santo. I make my comments or my tweets and I just walk away. I don't know yeah. what the tweet, I, I, even He's the comments causing all show, kinds of I trouble. reply, I just walk away. I don't know what people say. I know it's all nonsense and garbage. So I just, I stay far away from it. So I never, it does not penetrate my shield of positivity. TK's Ooh. like Trump inciting like uh, violence all over the place right now. <laughs> That's it. Throws a little fuel on there and walks away. Yeah, it wasn't it's, me. It's, wasn't it's, me. It's just, wasn't it's me. the only way I can do it. I'm not, I'm not as strong as you guys. You, you though, Santo, like. I know what's out there and I know that you have to take a lot of heat sometimes. How do you, how do you stay on track with what your mission is? Your mission is to provide information and to help people. How do you stay on track knowing that, you know, there's always going to be people who are uh, throwing out accusations or discrediting your information or something like that? Like, how do you stay focused on that? Disagreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people disagree and the, the simple thing for me to do is just tell it the way it is. I truly believe there's no such thing as a good market or a bad market. I truly believe it. It's just a market. And if I just tell it like it is, I don't have to remember what I said the last time because it's all there. Now, if we talk about tomorrow, hey, I'm guessing just as much as the next person is. But the charts on the board are, that's what already happened. And the crazy thing is most people don't even know what's already happened. They no, yeah, know. it's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I just stay focused on that. And many times I've responded with a comment and just before I hit send, I reread it and I say, you know what, better delete it. Just leave this guy alone. And, uh, but sometimes I fight back. Sometimes I fight back when um, they say silly, absurd thing, not so much about the market because the market can go anyway, but if they're talking about, you know, oh yeah, we're going to be able, you know, basically prices are going to go back to caveman days. I'm like, come on, you know, really that would be, or let me know when prices get to 50% from where they are now. So at 40%, you're not going to jump in. You're going to wait to 50%. You know, sometimes I'll comment and I'll say silly things just to, just to, you know, bring out how absurd their comment was. But, but, but don't they, I, like for me, they, they live in the back of my head there. Like I know what I think, but then they skew my thoughts a little bit. Right. Yeah. Does, oh, it's, does that... it's so easy. It's so easy. But my biggest mission is to put a chart together with the, for time, and 
f bombs that that uh, that Daryl does on his, uh, on his walk through Toronto. <laughs> I haven't been able to keep up. I got yeah, the screen's not big enough. Chart. Yeah, I I started off like hitting that sensor sound, and I was like, "This yeah. is gonna be like way too much editing. Forget it." Well, well, you won't hear anything. No, but, it's a beep, but a beep, 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 beep. It's all beeping. But listen, you you make a good point. Like you just say it like it is. I, I think I do it, but you have a much different approach than me. Right. You you have a you have a very calm and gentle approach to your honesty, whereas I'm a little bit more uh, in your face. And, and you see the results like people gravitate towards you in a different way than they do me. Are you? Well, on it's different. You're 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 also all, you know, a lot of what you talk about is politics. Right. You're talking yeah. about, you know, Bank of Canada. You're talking about the government. You're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of stuff related to politics yeah I'm talking numbers yeah you can't dispute what you're talking about it's the numbers and have whatever opinion you want where things are going tomorrow yeah but you can't argue what i'm showing you now because this is what's really happening and and yeah you know average has its pros and cons median price has its pros and cons uh there's all days on market has its pros and cons because it's listing days on market it's not property days on market so yeah we could you know and, and i'll agree with all the pros and cons but these are the numbers we have to work with and i, I focus on that the, the newest metric that i guess is over the last couple of years but maybe even less than that uh is percentage of homes sold at asking or above yeah i think i introduced that to be honest not but, to but, brag but well i'm I just saying I like that's i i see it in your videos but i've heard it in other places too so I, i'll give you the credit but i really don't know but it's very new and <laughs> and it's and it's true right it's like it's a new metric that yeah. imagine if we did that 10 years ago it would have been like what the heck are you talking who cares about how many places are selling over asking or not right like it would it never well, would have been we used to have sign runners people still do it i don't know why but the one home in a hundred years that sold over asking many years ago, you'd be yeah. bragging about it. It's like, Big wow, deal. it's a reason to call that realtor. Yeah. Now it's, uh, it, it washed, it washed up, but to, to track that it's fairly helpful. So I was, uh, last night it was York region, the property that I had sold and it was, uh, five offers. And I quoted part of your video, which was, you know, what, what the percentage of homes sold at asking or above was today which is much lower than what it was back in february and yeah. so it was i was able to give them that information because i'm learning from your channel that you know right now it's not happening as much as it was before so the fact that we were getting it was a great sign and that they should be very happy and that made them feel good because again it's not just what Beautiful. i think or anecdotally it's like hey there's like an actual number associated to it i probably got the number wrong yeah. but it, the point was there <laughs> you know like pull up the chart i mean print yeah. it off and use it but um i'll get comments saying well this is you know many times an artificial number the listing price is lower on purpose yeah but it does speak to the confidence in the market why in january was it 75 percent selling at list price or more and now it's 25 percent it speaks to the confidence of the market. So yes, it's many times an artificial manipulated situation. You list it low, you get over asking. Oh, there's so fewer it's of a, them right now. No, but it's a, you're right. Actually, an indicator. If you, 
I was going to say, yeah, it's a sentiment indicator because if you do yeah. look at it as a number, it's like so manipulated. It's crazy. One way up, one way down, doesn't matter. But like as a consistent uh, indicator, it's actually pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that, yeah. sentiment is like, look how powerful it is. Like the Bank of Canada said like, hey, we're thinking about like increasing rates a quarter point at some point soon in the near future and everything broke, right? Yeah, well, that's that's the 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 ace in a hole for the whole what's going to happen to the market and nobody really knows, right? Because it is all about sentiment. If 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 sellers truly believe prices are going to in the next few months just come crashing down, we'd have a ton of listings right now. If buyers truly believed prices were coming way down, like way down. Why would you buy now? Like, why would you wait a few months if that's what you truly believe? So it really boils down to what's in your mind, what's in your situation and, and your sense like, what do you truly believe? What makes sense to you on the ground? But we have yeah. this, this weird dynamic right now where like people are getting the prices they've been dreaming of forever, but they can't afford the house now because the, the, the rates went crazy. Like this is unprecedented, uh, unprecedented, like crisscross, uh, 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 right? For some people, it's actually uh, some buyers I'm speaking of. It's 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 a better situation. Their their buy-in rate, their down payment. Their, yeah, if they have their, cash, they're good. Well, yeah, but but I, I sorry, I don't mean to say buy-in, but I mean if they were saving up for a deposit, that home has come down. Say it was one point one, they needed twenty percent. Now it's 950. Hey, they can do it now with 10%, assuming they still qualify because they increased in mortgage rates. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are in, I've, I've helped people in that situation where qualifying now actually became a little bit easier for Oh, because, because you went sub a million? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, down payment the, requirements. Um, the down payment requirements many yeah. times that's the the big obstacle for people getting into the market is is saving the down payment yep we had someone on the show recently where you know those are the type of people that they're trying to cater to and obviously there's other programs out there right so i think that is an issue where you've got income rich um i'm going to say young people but really just people out there who have, who have great income but just haven't been able to save for 36 years or whatever the banks are saying yeah. you need to save for in, in the, the toronto and vancouver but they're stuck because they don't have that down payment and they know that, you know, that's required. So you're right. Yeah. Going up yeah. to, that's a big one though. The point you made with between 1.1 1. 1 and 950, that's a big yeah. one because they don't like yeah. the houses at 900 when the house they want's at 1.1. 1. 1. They're like, I don't want to live in a condo or whatever, but now the 1.1 1. 1 house is 950 and I got great income. My wife and I are both making six figures. Let's go get that property. Yeah. And in some situations, even with the higher rate, their monthly mortgage payments, are similar so prices are lower now but the rates higher in some situation it's not that far apart so the rates more but you know the the purchase price is that much lower where in some situations you're they're kind of paying the same monthly but it's easier to get into the market yeah let's just go over quickly so where what are sales like what are sales like for the month of september this is before trebs released the numbers what are we going to see uh, sales or have they been trending up? How do they compare trend, to last well, year? If if we're talking about City of Toronto, they've been they've been trending up in uh, York Region. 
they haven't really moved that much and based on month them. over month month over month uh, or year over year month over month well i i year over year is bullshit is an interesting stat but it doesn't really matter in the bigger picture thing no. it's it's the the trend the direction that we're going right now and you know you fi- we figured many times that um the fall market right we expected more volume because the summer has been pretty quiet uh, as far as volume goes we are in a lot of areas in york region we're like 40 to 48 percent fewer sales this year year to date than last year that's a huge number in toronto i I think it's 25 i got so many stats in my head um toronto i got it here we are uh 29 so say 30 percent fewer sales this year and this is just detached property sorry i don't i don't mix all all the 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 house types together but that's Um, about the 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 numbers that we're guessing which will be about a 40 percent decrease in total number of sales by the end of 2022 maybe yeah maybe right yeah in all in all property types like that's that's the feelers that are out there we'll we'll see where it goes okay so prices how are prices doing for detached properties in toronto prices for the last four to six weeks i'm scared to say have actually been trending up yeah! This, is, this is average price. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly, like very slightly. Median oh. price, median price, you could see it going up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so that tells but, you that some more expensive <laughs> homes have been sold over the last you know, four to six you, weeks. The median really price being gotta, higher than the average price increase. Right? You really got to dive into it. Uh, it could be with volume also, right? Volumes are not that great. So median price gets affected a little bit more when okay. volumes are not that great because just because of the average. But average has been steady, if not creeping up a little bit. Okay. And so volume Toronto, Toronto detached property. July, mm. Toronto took a big hit for detached properties. Yes. Well, but um, all the buyers are condo buyers. What's that looking like? Who's buying a house nowadays? Unless you got like 3 million bucks cash to throw at it. You just need two two sets of parents, a stepdad and a rich uncle. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's all. Condos have been quite steady the last few weeks. Like literally, middle of July, August, and September, price-wise, the safest bet is to say prices have been quite steady. Condos have been behaving as far as sales go the way we'd expect for a fall market. Sales have gone up week after week once we hit September. In the detached market, uh, I've got it right beside me here. Sorry, guys. Sales have also gone up. So Toronto is behaving as far as the fall market goes the way it should. But other markets, not so much. Here's the most important question, though. Months of inventory. That's it's low. Where, it's still that, low. That's that to me is is the best indicator of what the market's doing, in my opinion. Somebody said two point five months the other day. Is it for detached? That's two point four. Or this is for for weekending. Um, I don't have the new one going up to uh, September twenty eighth. That's we're still putting that together. You see, I can't just do. Okay, I do my cutoff on Wednesday. I can't just thursday have all the numbers because it takes the brokerages sure. a few days and next thing you know it's the weekend and nothing gets updated on the weekend 
Yep. So it, it takes a few days to get accurate numbers. Yeah. Um, Treb takes 30 days. So you're doing pretty good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Treb is, uh, it's interesting the way they do certain things. With there. their own and, data, people can and, do it and, faster. And all they have is, uh, you know, just a button to press. Really. They could press and, a button and it would be nah, like weekly you, updates. Yeah. You guys use their system. It's not just a button. Everything that should be a button, like I've had access to that back end, it's a nightmare. Maybe they've yeah. changed it in the last couple of years, but oh my God, I'd have to call. Well, like a friend or somebody all the time ago. Hey, how do I like just find a comp on the street? Like, this is crazy what I have to don't, do. Don't get, don't even get me started on the paperwork. Like Daryl, can you explain to me data import input form? Like, are we going like, isn't that something they set up before computers were invented? It's all crazy. It's like, what, I, what would you do for uh, inputting data? Santo, I want to hear your thoughts. What do I do? What no? no what, what would you what do? It, what would be ideally, rec the recommendation on how we build our listings? Like you said, I, I do it all. Form. I do it all. Like the the, the information is all uh, in my files. Uh, I, everything's PDF. I barely touch any kind of paper, and I input it on right on the MLS system on the input the web forms. When you, on the web forms right online. And as far as the description goes, I do that on a Word document because I got to count how many letters. And so I write <laughs> out whatever I want to write and mm -hmm. then I highlight it. How many letters is that? Okay, it's like a it'll tweet. Or, or, okay, it's not going to fit. But on my data input form, I just put per MLS listing. And then when the listing is actually done, I just, I attach, I said staple, but I, I attach <laughs> it all as a PDF form. Isn't that it. funny? I'm I'm thinking I attach it as a PDF, but I went like this when <laughs> I was talking. It's like roll down your window. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> it's roll down your window is more like this, but yeah. nobody does that. Roll down your window is still like this, yeah. right? It yeah. shouldn't even be rolled down. Turn over the ignition in the car. Yeah. Push down your window. Um. Yeah. Turn the so, car on is more like it's a button. Yeah. Push it on. Or what? What? Um. What do you think about Realm? Like, you know, have you I, done that training I've, yet or no? I haven't. No, no. So. I've jumped. I've touched on it. And okay. then oh, I don't have time for this right now. And I, then I'll go back to it late at night. I need more time to really, because I can't just do it pieces. Like I got to absorb myself into it to understand it. I got yeah, something I in person nothing. Monday. So I'm going to, I'm going to learn all about it Monday. So yeah, good. Yeah. Good. So we're changing, Daryl. Remember we had Charles Park on who was yeah, part yeah, of the technology yeah. board and he talked about realm and at the time the word NFT wait. was used yeah for i listings. can't wait to see how they fuck this up i like, don't know this will be interesting accurate that is but um Do we record you guys like using it and trying to figure it out i'm sure it's not that complicated if they've made it for realtors yeah but watch. what 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 i was thinking you were going to say santo or what my idea is or what i think treb's idea is definitely not my idea is like having like a listing built for each property where like you can't just fudge it. Like, you can't say it's a freehold when it's really a condo or like you know so oh. mpac and okay. geo terranet takes care of like the property sort of details and inputs okay. all that information so that'd that be smart we're opening up another door here if we okay. want to talk about how could we improve the whole listing or the mls yes, listing, let's go here oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah that's what oh. i was asking you about the data input form i was saying how do you right. make it better so what what do we do? Square, well, well, first of all, there'd be no data input form. Exactly. Like, what's the point of the form? You're yeah. supposed to actually 
pen and fill it out and there's spots for each like like who who does that i i don't know like it makes no sense you got it anyways so that's an outdated form but the fact that a realtor can choose a drop down from square footage to me is a problem it should be the exact <laughs> square footage the exact populated per impact now if impact is off then it's up to the realtor to do their floor plan to measure the house we used to measure houses ourselves to figure out what the square footage was or now we're using technology where our, our photographers are doing floor plans for us where we can get and sometimes it's off but at the very least whatever impact has as a square footage should be automatically populated those other things that you said is it uh, is it a link home you know how many people lie when it comes to that? Yeah. Is it a link home? The the direction that it's faces, most realtors don't even know they're north, south, east, west. You know, this I, and, and it's different for condos. And who you know? cares what side of the street it's oh, on the listing? No, no, no. Like people care. People why? care. I've I've had clients where the home, when you come out, has to face north. It can't face south, for example. No, I but that it. doesn't need to be on the offer. It doesn't change because it's written on the offer. No, like you we're go to the about house. The list we're talking about the listing though, right? Oh, right. The MLS okay. listing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um, okay. But sorry. It, it is on the offer though. You're right. So fronting yeah. on the South side of main street, whatever. Right. Sorry. Um, I got thrown off there. Yeah. You're right. But no problem. The, the, why isn't it just like you go on to geo warehouse and press a button to import this into your MLS it, listing. It should all be integrated. Actually it what TK all... saying if they're doing that is brilliant. If they're setting up the listings, like with everything ready to go for whenever somebody, okay, this house is for sale. Boom. There's your listing. Yeah. yeah. The only thing you got to work on is um, pictures, you know, pictures describing the rooms. And I, I also think it, it shouldn't be allowed. A listing gets promoted without picture. I, I think it, it should be that like, there should be something, but we'll see listings without pictures. $1. Um, like what is all this crazy shit? Why, why do, but this is why people go like realtors are playing games and they're marketing yeah. and they're fucking around with everybody. Cause I mean, you do see that, right? So, so, 100%. so, so while we're talking about ideal scenarios, like, is there a better way to incentivize this market? Cause it seems like the incentives are, are kind of pulling the market apart at the seams, right? Like there's a lot of shenanigans that go on in the background because of these incentives. So is there a better way to do this whole thing? I don't know if I understand your question. Well, Me like either. for example, you Demo can commission, Daryl, is this a commission? <laughs> the, the, the no, it's not a commission. I don't understand your question. No. Okay. So in a day and age where I can buy literally anything online and at the press of a button and pay for it, uh, versus like what we do in real estate, like there's a giant gap there that, that I think needs to be bridged. Don't you like, there's like, we're archaic. I mean, we just invented, uh, a calendars that book listings in the last two years. Like it's crazy, right? Like we're talking about easy things, uh, like importing a, 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 a listing. Like there's so many little things that would make such a big difference in this market right now. Don't you think like, the, I, I agree. Like, I, I, agree. I, I mean, you talk about commissions, like why is commission even a static number? Like, why is there even like this thing? It's like not. why, 
It's not a static number. Why, why would you say it's a static Well, number? I think from a buyer's perspective, people are of the opinion that, you know, you could probably get somewhere between three and 5%, depending on who you deal with, who you know, and like how hard you push or what you want. And, and that's but a you see it. Sorry to cut you off, but it's, it's what you want. You could find people doing listing for flat fees, 500 bucks if you want, yeah. but you're going to get what you pay for. But, but why is it why is it able to be like that is really my question like it's why a, it's a free market though if we're talking it's about in every every industry like that why you why, hire why a lawyer can I, for fifty yeah. dollars an hour or three hundred dollars an hour it's, yeah. it's your choice who you're going to use and if you don't do a thousand dollar an hour job as a lawyer no one's going to pay it for you and they're going to go to the two hundred dollar an hour lawyer because they're going to do the same job or better. No, but actually, I don't think that's true. I think people will pay that guy for a bit until they find out that he sucks. And at that point, like a lot of lives could be ruined. And the same thing happens like in the real estate market is some guy goes out there and he like markets that he's got the best thing in the world and I'm going to do it for one point and blah, 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 blah. And people don't realize that like, Oh my God. I mean, it's on the internet. It must be true. And this guy looks amazing. And he's but driving you tell your Porsche. friends and you tell 10 of your friends, right? I mean, it's, you, you make cheeseburgers know. and the cheeseburgers taste like trash. And the, after you eat it once, sure, you're out three bucks, but you're never going back. And you're going to tell all your friends their garbage don't go there. That's business. Yeah. Right. But so, I think with something so big, like there's like a securities commission, even though they don't stop any fraud, like they, there's like these governing bodies that like don't do anything. It's just the whole system seems like a mess well, to me. I agree. We've got we've got governing bodies that. Don't do much. It seems like if I complain about it, they can take a fee. Yeah, they're good at that. I yeah, and it's volume. It still boils down to volume. Um, but if if I complain about another realtor, nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's going to do anything. But if the public complains about a realtor, they will. You know, will uh, they? Uh, there's a lot better chance of of Rico better doing chance, something. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, you know, it's, but it's it's a it, tough it, it, yeah, it's a tough um, process to go through, and you really have to be sure that you want to take somebody through Rico to be able to you know make sure that it holds up and that somebody who's wronged you or or has misrepresented something is actually um, held accountable. That's that's unfortunate, yeah. but it's it's changing. I think they are they are trying to make that better. I don't understand it, and I'm definitely not one who could judge it because I'm not the one who's you know, in volunteering to be on the, on the board to help out. Right. But um, yeah, there's definitely, definitely things that need to come up. So, 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 but like, okay, for example, you are very into the statistics you think, and I'm not just using you, I'm saying anybody, if somebody's really into stats, they follow the market, they're, they're a realtor. They think the market's going down, but like, how do you, not sell real estate or how can you be incentivized to be honest and make money in a market where people maybe shouldn't be buying real estate right now and and why is it even on the realtor for god's sakes like why isn't there like a financial planner that has to sign off that like hey these guys are actually in a position to do this deal that you guys have arranged like, like an economist no, not an economist, like, like, like literally like, and why, why like an appraiser, like I keep going back to incentives An appraiser is incentivized to not necessarily give the correct appraisal in certain situations, depending, I, I suppose, I, on who pays them. Agreed. And if, so getting back to your realtor question, how do you, 
tell people they should or shouldn't be buying right now? It's a very general general statement what you're saying because there's some people that need to buy and sell right now. Sure. And there's others that have the option of making a decision if it makes sense or not. And it really boils down to the individual conversation and situation. And you tell them the truth. The, the only problem I have when realtors say certain things is when they talk about the future. Because with certainty, we can't say. But some of them will tell you exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but we all really should have the role of a consultant. And as a consultant, I, when, when I say, look, before I was doing this, these charts on YouTube, I, this is what I did for myself, for my business. When I meet with somebody, this is what I'd be looking at with them. That's the truth. I, I needed to know beyond the headlines in the news what was really happening. And so I look at this and I say, guys, this is what's happening this is the trending of the prices right now. We know almost as a certainty that rates are going up. I'm talking about not predicting the future, but you know that one's kind of uh, that one we're you know, pretty damn sure about now. Yeah, that one we're pretty sure about, but it's hard to say exactly which way prices are going and how far they're going in that direction. What do you think? Let's talk about it. What makes sense? So shouldn't there I've be like this guy in the back corner going like, because, okay, in this scenario, you got somebody who wants to buy. Maybe they've been like trying to buy for a long time and you have somebody who wants to help them, has their best interest at heart, but also needs to make money on this transaction to put food on the table. So wouldn't it be beneficial that there's like this guy in the back corner of the room as everybody's going, okay, like, fuck it. All right. Like, let's just go another 50,000 or whatever. Somebody should be going like, no. Well, that's you can't you do hire that. The Sorry, right, guys. If you hire the right realtor, then that's your consultant that's going to stop you there. Okay. So, I've do people share clients. their finances with you and like on a level where oh, yeah. you, yeah, okay. Oh, for sure. I, I'm not showing anybody houses unless I know what their number is. And many times their top number is not what we're buying at because then there's the what the bank's prepared to give them. And then there's how much, what do they feel comfortable with? on a monthly basis, just living every day. And then yeah. it's the buffer of what if interest rates go up another two, so, three, 4%. Who, and you go through that with your clients? Before oh, for you sure. Can... See, well, this how do you, is a, how this do you is, not? I don't think a lot of people do, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure most don't actually out there. So, out of 70,000 in Ontario, like there's probably a handful that actually do. So the, the property earlier that I said, there was 11 offers and, and we bought it with our, our client beforehand we had all these numbers figured out and we expected some offers because the price the, the home was priced under what it should be so we expected some multiple offers i expected four or five but there was 11 but before the whole process started we knew what their top number was we knew compared to the market in the neighborhood it made sense we know how much they can afford like we just we knew all this so we came in a little bit lower than the max they were prepared to pay as it turns out, their max that we went to that they're comfortable with turned out being the winning bid, and that's competing with 11 other offers. We didn't compete against 11 other people. Right. We, we, we strategize as far as there being other people wanting to buy. This is our number. And you put in an offer. 
we put in an offer knowing that we get another shot to raise. We knew that it's just the way it goes. So yeah. we came in a bit lower. Uh, we had conditions. It was all part of strategy, right? And then we went a little higher, but not because of what other people were doing, but because we knew we were going to get another round and we had to show that we were doing something. And then we removed a condition to entice it a little bit. And we didn't need a financing condition, but we put it in and then removed. there's a strategy. But at the end of the day, what it was purchased at was by no means what anybody would consider, uh, you know, you overpaid. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but, but this is supposed to be our job. We got to know what our people are comfortable with. And so are you both working with more buyers these days? Um, like is list minute, to last a thing of the past? Ooh, I like that. Is list no, to last? No, it's not. Okay. Damn. No, it's still, it's still, it's still the same thing. Um, yeah. I happen to have, more buyers right now because we've sold off a couple of listings, but um, it's normally half and half with me. So one of the things, Daryl, that you're talking about was financials and the buyer's story and, and any client's story. It really depends on the client. You know, there's some people yeah. who are m more savvy and more like conservative or more, um, you know, experienced. Um, maybe they're more uh, reluctant to discuss, you know, certain details right? And, and that's fine. And you just have to feel them out. There's lots of people mm -hmm. where you could scare them away. If you could say, if you say, okay, well, you know, what's your down payment? Where's it coming from? How much money do you make? What's your credit score? All this kind of stuff. So sometimes you just got to guide them to, you know, maybe a mortgage broker or somebody like that, who's going to help them with their financing and, you know, confirm certain things like, you know, are these price points in the budget? Like, you know, th these type of strategies, there's some sellers who, you know, don't want to get too much into their financial situations. You just got to confirm certain things like, you know, uh, you know, how much loans on the properties or, you know, different things that are going to affect the actual transaction. And then there's other people like you got to, you got to walk through them, like everything, like here's your first time buyer, you know, uh, exemption on the land transfer tax. What are we going to get from your home buyer's plan RSP? How is that going to be paid back over the next 15 years? Where's that income coming from? How much of a down payment is going to be? What's going to be your heat payment? How much do you pay for Netflix? Like you're really getting yeah. into it saying like, guys, think about this. I know it sounds like the payment, the monthly payment's only two grand, but did you think about these other $500 worth of expenses you're going to have every month? Are you okay with that? And you have to almost talk them down. I feel like I talk buyers down a lot. How many people are actually experienced? How many people are not prepared for a few things that you mentioned? Like, go like oh my them. God, all of them. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, not, it's just not common knowledge to actually go through all these different things if you're not experienced. But when somebody's experienced, you know, they usually end up talking themselves up because they're confident. They've they've told you a lower number than what they really could. And then they end up going more because they're experienced. Inexperienced people usually say a higher number. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you ever think about this? And they're like, oh, maybe I should spend less because I'm not, you know, I wasn't aware of all these things. But yeah, you, you, agree. Have, to, you have to be really just like. It depends on the individual. Adaptive. You're 100% yeah. right, TK. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you, TK, um, being in the field as a realtor, um, what I'm seeing now is that, and this is a generalization, obviously there's always, you know, one or two situations that are the opposite, but I'm, I'm seeing that new listings coming on. Generally, they, they have a handle of where their property really should be selling at now, generally. So they've got the whole idea of January, February pricing, like they, they that's, that's that's gone and they're coming out at a realistic price in a lot of times mm -hmm. but the buyers are thinking 20 percent down so they're seeing the price and they're 
trying to discount it 20%. And, and that's sometimes the obstacle I'm having. I have them buyers that, for example, want to buy a 1.4, but the listings that they're sending me are 1.8, 1.9. And I say, well, this 1.8, 1.9 is actually a realistic price. And now oh, it'll come down. I mean, they're just too high. Well, no, they're not too high. They're actually kind of realistic as to where their pricing is. But I'm getting a, a lot of buyers just looking at the price and just automatically trying to discount. Are you are you experiencing that? Yeah, I mean, that's and that's all part of the learning process. It depends on what their motivation is. I have buyers who might have thought the same thing. And then as time goes on, they're seeing the sales. And then all of a sudden they yeah. go, you know, well, now I really love this property. I got to look at the actual data. And I think the reason the sellers are now pricing them property, which are 100% right, there's way more sellers coming on with accurate pricing, is probably because of the data that you explained over the last four to six weeks. There's been a lot of flat uh, sale prices. So, you know, maybe a little bit up, a little bit down. But that means that there's a ton more data. When you're in a downward trending sure. market, it's just like when the upward trending market was there. Every house in the street sold for under 600 for the last, you know, forever. And then now all of a sudden that one guy goes over 600. How did he know? How did he know he had to pay more than 600 to be able to win that house on that offer night? And it's like this foresight of, I've already looked at a bunch of houses. I really want to get something. I don't want to lose it. I'll pay more than the last guy or anybody's ever paid for that type of house on that street because the market conditions, well, the seller, they have to have the foresight to say, I'm going to sell less than what anybody sold for in the last six to 12 months, whatever it's been with the foresight, knowing that that's yeah. the direction the market's going. And I just don't think a lot of sellers have that foresight. So they were all chasing the market down. And now it's like, okay, you know what? It was here in February, but I saw in July, my neighbor sold for X, August, my neighbor sold for X. Therefore my house, if I can get somewhere around there, there, it would be market value. And, and better hurry up it's, before it's, it's just live. an easier time for the sellers. I'm not blaming the agents or the sellers. It's easier for the sellers to get the price right now than it was in May. So it was hard to get the price right in May because well, it's dropping yeah. slower now. Yeah, yeah, it's dropping slower, like faster or, in May, not, or not, now. or not dropping, or not dropping. Yeah, yeah, um, which would be slower. This also is <laughs> more evidence. You know, the charts that I produce is one thing, but there's a lot more examples in your neighborhood of recent sales. And like it or not, I mean, when prices were going up, the seller was very quick to say, "Well, that house sold for 1.5." So. It's a week later. I'm <laughs> one six now, yeah. um, but so there's more examples of current sales right now in this current market, and, and and the seller just has to you know understand that you know if we were quick to point out a recent sale when the market was going up, well nothing's really changed other than pricing. You still got to look at the recent sale to figure out where your pricing is going to be because so that's what the buyer's looking at. Right. So when, when you have like, like you mentioned before, like people aren't rushing to throw their, their houses on the market. So when you have this tight inventory and now like a slower drop in price is happening, or maybe like a little bit of a leveling going on, like do, were there enough sales that happened during like February till now that it like started trends in areas or are they more anomalies like can they be like brushed aside as like that you know that only happened because it was like in this time period but like now everything's kind of fine like is is that a thing or is that 
there was just so many sales that pushed the numbers down everywhere that it's like everybody's fucked all over the place. January, February was La La Land. You know, that's that's the technical term, La La Land. <laughs> but we were all kind of in the eye of the storm of La La Land. Like, yeah, we all were sitting there going, how long is this going to go on? How long is this going to go They're on? not making enough in land and we don't have enough property supplies constraints. But those things green didn't belts. go away. They didn't go away. Did you mm. see? I saw something this morning. Actually, Maybe I, those weren't I, the issues then. Well, somebody said uh, here, CIBC, Canada's population grew by nearly 285,000 in the second quarter. Like, that's that's the insane, no? Yeah. 285,000 in one quarter? We were supposed to we leave expect, 430 in the year. We expect population to grow. We expect uh, all these things. We, you know, let's say, let's say the country goes upside down and everything's as terrible as what they say it's going to be with worldwide resection and bloom and doom. And, you know, it's the end of the world as we know it. These smaller towns that are going to get hit the hardest where does everybody go? They go to Vancouver, they go to Toronto, they go to Ottawa, Montreal, they go to the big cities to look for work. Well, and, so I, and I'm that looking just at puts more pressure on on pricing. And I, I'm not saying this is the reason prices are going to shoot through the roof. It's not at all what I'm saying. But these are unpredictable, unforeseen circumstances that how do you how does that affect pricing down the road? You, you can yeah. tell us, Santo, we won't tell anybody, okay? You think prices are going to go up. It's okay. Just I, I, let us know and we won't, at all. We won't pin I, you I, to it, I promise. But all of us do, don't we? Well, over time, over yeah. time. Um, How much I'm, I'm time is the question? How long yeah. is it going to take for fuck's sakes to start how long, going up like How crazy? long before my house is worth $8 million? Maybe it'll be my grandchildren's grandchildren's but eventually so somebody you know. else posted something that said uh the exodus from ontario continues in q2 2022 net interprovincial migration exceeded minus 21k largest net outflow on record well you got alberta advertising here i was Great. i was in the barber shop the other day and i was like <laughs> i couldn't believe it okay first it was somebody advertising for calgary there was frank leo then it was like a mortgage company and i was like oh my god every ad is real estate did the bubble burst or is it like still inflating like what's going on or i guess it's bursting because everybody's pumping their money into more marketing on radio do people listen to the radio still so there's you know there's certain questions. Um, people have always been leaving Ontario. And I, I guess with the increase in rates, it's it's tougher to afford in Ontario. I I don't, I, I say good for Alberta. That's very, uh, very uh, ingenious and, and very aggressive, motivating factors to get people and advertising it in our face. Hey, leave on, Ontario sucks, go to Alberta. Good for that. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, but that's always been happening. I mean, we've all heard stories of people doing that. Sure. It's more affordable there. Come to Cuba. But if, you know, if shit hits the fan, they're all going to the big cities where apparently there's more work, right? So, you know, let people. And the question is these people that are leaving, could they buy here? And if they couldn't buy here anyways, how does it affect us? Mm. 
I recommend right? people when, leave. Right. Well, remember when, when <laughs> quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the 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 c word. Remember when when COVID started and lots of businesses were closed down and how's this going to affect the the real estate and so forth? And we had about six eight weeks of quiet and then boom. A lot of those people that were losing their jobs, they weren't people that were going to buy real estate anyways. And I'm not sure. trying to be mean by saying that. No. It's just a fact. It, it's just a fact. And, you know, so yeah, lots of people are leaving. Were they going to buy here? And, and I don't know the answer to that, but we need to know to see how's it going to affect us. They, they would have lived somewhere though. And so yes. it's all, it's all, it all evens out whether you rent a place or you buy a place you're taking housing away from somebody which pushes somebody into or out of home ownership somewhere at some point and therefore adds to you know the, the supply uh crisis which is not necessarily a supply crisis as of yet i believe the numbers daryl just to touch back on that i believe the numbers that we need to build more housing 100 percent. There's, there's there's a clear clear indicator that we need to ramp up the development, ramp up the amount of housing. But More cranes. I think, I th I think but, but, based, sorry, go ahead. Just based on the market changes that we've seen, and Daryl, I said this to you when we first started the podcast, is once you take away buyers' capabilities of being able to buy a property, that is when the buyers stop. There's just this insatiable demand. Buyers just want real estate. It's just the way it is. It's Canadians. It's in our blood. It's just go, 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 buy, buy, buy. 10 properties, one property, get a property, don't need a property. I'll make sure I have a property. That's what people want. You take away their buying capabilities. All of a sudden, you turn off the tap and then the demand then goes away. And all of a sudden, yeah, our supply issues aren't so bad, right? And that's what we right. experienced with this again. It wasn't, yeah. you know, a massive influx of supply that created this shortage or this uh, downturn. It's been a decrease in the demand based on well, the buying. But not based on. That's what it is. They, they lost 20% like, of the buying power with interest yeah. rates already. And it's not a liquidity thing, though. It's not like a liquidity thing. It's more liquidity. Like there's money out there like crazy. Is it it's though? Because super is, it, is it as expensive. accessible as it was anymore? No. You can't it's, go it's to the bank and get the same amount. It's a combo, yeah. But it, if you're willing to go to Calgary, of, like, well, it's but these are just people that, especially because of the the gig economy, now they can do that because normally you had to be in your office and you couldn't do that. But mm -hmm. let's get back to you know the whole demand thing. There's a certain percentage of demand suppressed because of their access to money. They just can't qualify, can't you know because of the interest rates. They just do not have the same access to funds that they had before. So that's one reason one that demand is suppressed. There's another reason is the person that believes, the buyer that believes prices are coming down. So they're going to wait and it's their prerogative and they're going to wait and they've got the money, they're qualified, they're ready to go. But in their head, they're thinking, if I could, you know, wait four months and prices will be a hundred thousand lower, why am I buying now? And they don't need to buy now. So that's another group. They have the money, but they're going to wait. You know, there's how do you? It, it's so hard to just point to one thing and say that's the reason. Just as there's buyers thinking prices are coming down, there's buyers thinking now's the time. Now's the time to buy, and they're jumping in, all excited that. They're buying stuff that they only dreamed about 
back in La La Land in the perfect storm there at the beginning of the year when people were buyers were tripping over themselves to overpay. Yeah. Well, so, so, but let's look at the inverse of all this. Okay. So, so yes, rates have stalled the market and there's less buyers out there, but what it's done is it's, I mean, you have 285,000 people that came in in Q2 alone. So those people got to live somewhere. And so they may not be buying, but they're renting or they need somewhere to rent. And so the, I don't know what's going on in the last week because I've been in a in my own little Twitter battle haze, but like I'm pretty sure rentals are still crazy, right? They are. Yeah. So are. so like there, there's still a crisis for housing. It's just not maybe the demand for buying isn't there, but guess who's like demand for buying is about to ramp up really soon. People got to live somewhere. Yeah. Investors and, and are going to come we, back and be evil again, aren't they? Aren't all well, the investors get- like, I get the comments on my channel saying these people with multiple properties, they're going to feel the wrath of the interest rates. They're evil. They're going to be dumping their investment properties. And I'm thinking, not if they're smart, if they ever had a a shot at being cash flow positive, it's now. Now. Like, I mean, like the whole cash flow positive thing is something that has eluded many investors for for years with the way prices were, unless you put a big down payment, but rents have gone up, prices are down. It's it's working out to be more in the favor of the investor. Now, not the flipper. The flipper is a very tricky situation, right? Buy now. and hold now. Buy what, and hold. What about one yeah. more stats uh, question about cancellations, terminations, um, sort of suspensions, you know, people taking their properties off the market because they are renting them. Yeah, we're getting, we're seeing that more. I, I couldn't give Is that you anecdotal. An exact, no, no, I'm seeing no. it. I, I, I'm seeing it more. Um, what we're, what I'm seeing more of are properties both for sale and for lease at the same time. I'm seeing, we've always seen them, but yeah. there's more of them now. Okay. Uh, I couldn't give you. I don't actually work out the stat on that, but okay. I, so personal experience, I'm seeing more. Yeah. And the rental that they're asking is pretty high. So in their mind, they're thinking. Look, I'm going to go high on both sides. I'll be happy if someone rents it at this price. I can keep it for another year or two. Or if I sell it, I'm going to sell it at that price. And I'll be happy, you know, missing out on the rental income. So Example, I saw one downtown a few weeks ago. And I was out yesterday with the same client. He said, well, what happened to that one unit? So I just quickly looked it up. And it showed that it was terminated a couple of weeks ago. So I looked at the history and it was also for lease at $24.50 per month. It was a condo. It was listed at $750, one bedroom or something. And uh, leased for $2,700. Yeah. So he had it up for $24.50, got $250 over asking. Multiple offers. Le- eh? Leased Multiple it for that offers. price and terminated his listing because he was overpriced, the, the the price point that he was asking probably by $50,000. Yeah. And maybe at the, at the rental now, he's breaking even where he wasn't before. Or mm-hmm. maybe he's cash flow positive now. Or maybe he can, at the very least, uh, absorb more increases for a little while until rates start to tick down again, right? If you go for that high rate, you're. I, I got to think somebody's like, if I can't hang on to this and I want to sell it and the alternative is renting, you better cover that increase that's coming, right? Right, right. And, you know, it's um, so this is where it boils down to. It's an individual situation. And you really got to look at it from a 
a, a one person or one family and analyze it, speak with them, get mortgage brokers involved to help with the discussion, whatever you've got to do to help guide them. But at the end of the day, if you give people the right information, buyer or seller, as, as consultants, as real estate consultants, we've got to supply them with the information they need so they can make the best decision for them, not, you know, what's best for the realtor. I know a lot of realtors don't think that way, but if you supply them with enough information for the buyer and seller to make the best decision, the best, the best decision for their own family, doesn't matter they don't buy today they'll buy tomorrow they'll buy in a year from now they'll recommend you to somebody who needs to buy today you've got a good business that is always going to keep growing i heard a very beautiful thing from a webinar that um we were fortunate enough to to learn from a couple weeks ago and um it, it basically said you know there's no such thing as a home buyer okay they're all home owners and that we can't treat people like home buyers because no one wants to be just a buyer. They they want to be like the whole dream is to be a home owner, right? Yeah. And that we have to look at them from a different lens to say, how am I not only going to help you buy this home, but how am I going to help you, you know, recommend people to help you maintain it, you know, renovate it, yeah. refinance it five years from now and 20 years from now, sell it, right? And it was like a really just different perspective on on. We always divide our clients, buyers, sellers, buyers, sellers. It's very, that's just the way it's always been done. Right. And instead right. it's like homeowners. They're all homeowners. Everybody's looking to own a home and they don't want it. Buyer is like a lower, like you're just a buyer. Like these I guys agree. here, they own their home. You, I you don't, don't work with buyers. <laughs> Who works with buyers? <laughs> buyers. Annoying yeah. buyers always Saturday Gotta morning. Show them like show them four houses. whole houses, <laughs> fucking buyers. <laughs> So it was, a, it was a good, like, like and, a nice... and actually, when you work with them, they're not even buyers; they're lookers at that. They're lookers. They yeah, these guys are just lookers. They're takers. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Lookers. But that's that's what it is, right? You you, you home. They're kind of integral, though. Genius. The buyers genius are kind of a good mindset. piece of the puzzle. You know, it's they're the it's, biggest piece right. of the puzzle. <laughs> I don't fucking work part with of them, any transaction. Yeah, who works with them? This is why you know somebody buying for six hundred thousand or somebody buying for two million, the emotion is the same like that first time home buyer like wow and you, you're you're part of that emotion with them and the the person buying a two million moving up say to their dream home man they're excited that emotion is 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 there all over again and and we're part of that we're so fortunate to be part of that and it's 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 what you're saying tk is totally right it's all in in the frame of mind and I, I wish more realtors would look at themselves as consultant, not fortune tellers and not transactional. Um, that's the nature of, of getting paid on commission. I mean, we don't have pension plans or anything like that, and we don't have guaranteed pay. And for a lot of people who don't, who really, you know, for realtors who take their own personal situation above the clients, well, they're, they're making mistakes, but there's a ton of pressure on people to go the wrong way, as there is in other businesses. Right? Sure. These are just um, big, big checks. So it's it's worth doing things. Yeah. We're consultants and the buyer and seller, we say that. That's what we've said for a hundred years. It's more to understand, but 
you're totally right. That I mean, these are people. They are homeowner. Even if they don't own home, own home, they own a home yet. Sorry, guys, it's my first day with my new lips here. <laughs> even if they don't own a home yet, if that's the mentality, they're they're thinking it, they're living it, and and our our job is dreaming to it. Help, yeah. Our job is to help them the best way. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you, Santo. We appreciate you having you know coming on the show today and having you today again. Um, thank you. Realtors, our realtor my friends, pleasure. our realtor friends who are listening, tune into Santo. I send my clients Santo's videos when I need to tell them things that are just more you know complicated or too detailed for me to tell them in an email. I send them the videos. It's a great resource. Um, if you're a buyer or seller, sorry, a homeowner. Uh, following Santo and and listening to his channel, make sure you like and comment and subscribe so that he can uh, you know give you regular updates because it's as it's as accurate as it gets and it's so, unmanipulated, unstoried data, no right? Yeah, like no bullshit attached goods. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm we telling try you, I was keep th- it as pure as possible. Thanks, I, guys, and you guys have a phenomenal show. I've watched you guys grow along the way and. Uh, Thanks. And it's exciting to be part of this. I think you guys are awesome. Thank um, you. I appreciate Daryl only maybe five or six f bombs in this in this show here it's today. Good. I think if you go back and count maybe. them, there was ten minutes before you joined. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably upped the ante there, but you know what? I, I actually just on a on a final note because I really think I was thinking before the show, like. I go to your channel 100% when I want the stats. I don't look anywhere else anymore. If I want the news, there's like three or four people I follow on Twitter where I know I'm just going to get the relevant information now. I don't read anything on Google anymore. I don't read anything from a newspaper anymore because like, I just don't trust anything anymore. But you are definitely on the list of trusted sources for real estate, like everything. So you're doing a really great job. We really appreciate it. I do for sure. But I actually rely on your data. Thank you. There's not much out there that I could say that for. Believe me. Thank you. And a lot of stuff I pay for. (laughs) I'm running out of uh, facial expressions, different ways of holding my head. That's getting tough. I got to tell you. You need props. Get some props. A (laughs) nail and a hammer. We'll look into that. We'll look into that. Awesome. Thanks, Santo. We appreciate it. Hey, guys, I appreciate this. Have a great weekend. You too.